Hi there. I'm Jean Godfrey-June, and this is Megan O'Neill. And we are the beauty editors at Goop. And you're listening to Goop's podcast series, The Beauty Closet, where we talk about all things beauty. Clean, non-toxic beauty, skin care, hair care, body care, self-care, and the way we think about beauty both as individuals and in the wider culture. So we love French girl anything at Goop. True. <laughs> and French girl hair is kind of the ultimate. And our guest today is a legendary hairstylist and literally the Frenchest, handsomest, most charming person ever, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would agree. He and, and he has the best tips. They're so easy and so French. He yep. just, he's got this elan about him. He does. And I have been applying conditioner the wrong way this whole time, it seems, As from he what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and his way is kind of game-changing. Like, he has really specific tips that are great and you can put into action right away. Yeah. Like, I love, and I love, he has such sort of an opinion about everything. Uh -huh. Like, he's like, you want volume, but you don't want too much volume. Yeah, you listen. Yeah. And the, the effortlessness. Oh. Effortlessness is kind of all I want. Me too. Nothing sexier or prettier. And you've known him forever, right? I have. I mean, I, the very beginning of my career was sort of like the early 90s when it was uh, when I was starting in beauty. Uh -huh. And at the time, Frederick Vakai, like you can't even imagine how, like now there's lots of famous hairstylists. Yeah. I feel like then there were a few famous hairstylists, not uh -huh. like today at all. And he was it oh. like he he did editorial shoots he he had his salon was at the top of Bergdorf Goodman on 57th and 5th in New York City it was like the center of the world wow if you went to that salon you would see every supermodel every celebrity you oh know they'd God. all be waiting and I had this weird experience where I got to I actually got to watch his him and some of his stylists in the salon for a day very like it was kind of one of my first assignments for yeah. Elle and it was just it was really heady I mean you yeah. just like Elle McPherson would be walking by and Martha Stewart oh and like you know it was just that's he, like not a thing anymore it's there isn't like the one, thing yeah. one place that you've got to go if you're it you know yeah. and like it, it he was definitely like that and the thing that's incredible about Frederick is he just changes with the time yeah. and like makes it happen it doesn't doesn't hurt that he's as handsome as he is so handsome <laughs> um, and friend but you know as we'll get into in this it, this talk with him like he he really looks at each individual person and i think that's what really sets him apart yeah yeah He's a lover of beauty and he sees is. it like everywhere, it seems, can, yeah. can pull it out. He finds what's beautiful in a person. Yeah. He really does. And it, and it, and it kind of changes your perspective on yourself yeah. a little when somebody looks and is like, hey, this is really great. You know, bring that out instead of like, oh, you want to hide your whatever yeah. behind your bangs or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, like there's he, he isn't about about trying to change as much as sort of enhance. And oh, I, think I love that. It's the best approach to beauty. It is. Okay, let's get into it. Frederick Fukai, I have known you forever. You're one of the most famous hair gurus ever. And we're so excited to have you on our podcast. And we have so many questions for you. The first one is like, how did it start? Did you always love hair? Like, where did your, where did it come from? <laughs> Thank you, Jean, for this wonderful introduction. Thank you, Megan. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I was not, I didn't even know about hair until late. I was really interested about design, 
sculpture, painting, mm. architecture, all of this. So my aesthetic was more about shape and forms and stuff. And then, lucky enough, I got introduced to hair and makeup when I was doing some modeling mm-hmm. years back, you know, while I was a student. Yeah. And that's how I discovered this world of hair, styling, beauty. I mean, it was m- m- bigger. And this is what is, was wonderful, is that I was introduced to not just hair. I was introduced to a world of beauty, of fashion, mm. of style. And, and that, that was the most exciting part of this. Oh, that and is. How did you get into hair from that? This amazing hairdresser, makeup artist said to me, you know, you feel like you are bored in law school. I was in law school mm-hmm. and you want to change. And I told him my story that I was accepted at the fine art school in Paris called Les Beaux-Arts. My uh-huh. dad didn't want me to go there. So I was like, wanted you to be so, a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. So upset. So she says, so why don't you come to Paris, you know, and uh, help me a, a little bit on the side. You make some money, you go back to school and, and that's it. So I did. And, and then she said, my God, everybody loves what you do. Everybody loves you. Why don't you do this? And I said, wow, that, I never thought about it. And I felt great. And I said, why not? So I quit the idea of going to Les Beaux-Arts and helped her as an assistant. And then, you know, I met some of the most amazing talent and uh, worked for a great salon company in France called Jacques de Sange. Oh, amazing. And and that's how I came to New York. You came to New York with Jacques de Sange? Jacques de Sange, exactly. Wait, and then how did you get to to you being the head of the biggest salon in New York? It's very interesting, and that's an advice I give to my peers and friends, is that, you know, you need to be curious. You need to be willing to do things. And, you know, and uh, I was always never content with what I had. I really wanted to know better. So I was working on every level. I was doing fashion show. I was doing photo shoot. I was doing uh, movies. I was trying to do everything to to learn. And uh, by doing so, I became a, a quite of a rare uh, commodity in hair because I was one of the only one who could do hair on a studio as well as in a salon. Usually, oh. usually... Stylists are mostly stylists in the studio and they don't know how to cut hair. They know how to create, to do great styling, amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. cutting hair is not what they do because they never do. So by doing both, I became a, 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 you know, a, a unicorn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. So, so that helped. And the press, of course, loved it because I was a boss uh, addressing the celebrities and a supermodel and... A regular client. Yeah. And you were down to take a risk, probably. Exactly. That's by a huge part. Yeah. And also, you know, the fact that I was uh, uh, doing hair for us, for all normal people, you know, that I call. <laughs> so I could give great guidance. I could, you know, also get great feedback from the customer on what product to use, how to do, what is that concern is it color is it uh, hair loss is it uh, strengthening is it you know freeze or, and that's how i developed my hair my hair care line, line. 
Well, I remember one of my first articles for Elle a jillion years ago was to, they assigned me, you know, I needed to, I had to go to your salon, the top of Bergdorf's, and watch you and a few of the other stylists for the day and, you know, write the story of what, what was happening and what struck me. And I just, I'd never... I, I'd never seen anything like it was the way that you saw people. And, you know, I'd, I saw all these different kinds of people come in, you know, young, old men, women. And there was this moment where you would see them and really look at them. And I felt like, you know, you looked at them and figured out what was beautiful about them. And then the work you did enhanced that beauty. And I always tell people the difference between a good hair person or makeup person or anything is, you know, if they, if they come in saying, oh, I know what you need, you know, you've, you've done it all wrong. Yeah. You know, they're not looking at you and trying to see what's beautiful about you. And, but I, you know, it was the way people even came alive when you looked at them, you know, and just took in who they were before you did anything. And then, you know, the haircut would be magic. I mean, I really watched people <laughs> transform. How did, like, was that something that you always had or did you develop it as you were cutting hair and understanding how to do it best? I think the, the, the fact that, first of all, I learned sculpture, painting and all this helped me. But also, to me, it, the two lessons that I give to, to my colleagues, my peers, is that listen. First of all, you have to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. You know, don't put your ego in front. Don't put your ideas. You know, I, I'm sure you have a lot of ideas, but who cares right now? Listen and observe. Use your eyes to really look at your client, your mm-hmm. model. Look at their height. Look at their, 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 their body language. Look at their proportion. Make sure that things makes right, uh, uh, make sense, sorry. So... Touch their hair. Find out what type of texture it is. What type, so because what is a great hairstyle? A great hairstyle is when, when the volume, the shape of the hair, the length sits on your, on your silhouette and enhance your silhouette. It's not like, oh, my God, it's a trend because there's a bangs there. Yeah, you know, It's a combination of everything. It's everything. It's how the hair moves. It's how, what volume, what color. You know, so it's a puzzle. Uh, a few pieces of puzzle that needs to be right. The color, the length, the volume, the texture, you know, and all of this. So if you listen, watch, and then you apply, you usually have a great success. There's so much intuition on your part, though. Yes. Because the other piece is the person, right? Like what what they're like and, yeah, looking at them and seeing how yes. they move. It's a, it's a very good observation. It's You need to have some knowledge. You need to have some, what I call, you need to have to store in your mind a library of ideas. <laughs> when you have those library of ideas, then you can see what really makes sense. You know, basically, I'm sounding like a face recognition AI <laughs> system, but you know, that, that's your intuition, as you, as you said. You've had many salons and, and you've worked on many hair care lines and you've seen the difference that like product makes how important is you know even something like shampoo compared with a cut compared with a color or is it you say it's just all you know it's so important that uh, beauty in general is when you are 
taking care of yourself and you know what to do. So it is so important that you know what type of shampoo you have, what conditioner and how. So also one thing important, people are misled. Mm. You don't need to shampoo your hair every day for everybody. Some people do, some don't. Yeah. Okay. In, in fact, it's, sometimes it's better to not. But it's also very important to not put too much shampoo on your hair. You know, just use the shampoo directly to the scalp, mm-hmm. massage your scalp, and don't put the shampoo on your hair because the shampoo from the scalp will, will glide down and cleanse the hair, and that's all it needs. Oh, then, so you don't need to, like, pull it all oh, and no, scratch exactly. it together? No, You don't need that. You don't need <laughs> that's that. That's the instinct, yeah. And, and, and then you also do not need to put conditioner on the top of your hair. You only put it from the ears down, and that's all you need because... The roots here don't even need condition. Really? It's so well, yes. Because the, when it's close to the scalp, the hair is much more conditioned. Even if you have dry hair? Even if you have dry hair. So for Curl your hair, hair. For, instance, for instance, I would go three inches off the roots. Really? Yes. Try that. Because they're Just, getting it from the scalp. Yeah, they're getting exactly. the oils. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Okay. Exactly. Wow, that's a whole exactly. new thing. Yeah. Megan has so many systems. <laughs> she's got conditioners. Well, she's got and, conditioners. And, and to rinse it well, mm. rinse it with cold water at the end. All of these little tips make the really hair. Really help. Yeah, exactly. It makes the hair shiny, makes the hair uh, the, healthy. The cold thing I keep thinking, um, it's like the Wim Hof. Oh, my God. It just speaks <laughs> to every part of the body, the cold. It does. Like, you should have, and I, I always try to make myself do it. And I remember you telling, like, for your hair, for shiny and I'm like oh I hate cold does it make it shiny the yes. cold it or closes it, well, the well, frizz it, it right closes the, too? it closes the cuticle of the hair the shaft mm. so that makes it shiny so the mystique of French style French oh women <laughs> it's endlessly fascinating to anyone who's not French why do you think it's so powerful and do you think being French informs your aesthetic I, I think I think so I mean France you know if you think about it the culture you know, because of from the kings, you know, the <laughs> Louis Kings, Louis Says, Louis the Fifteen, Louis the Sixteen. I mean, they were so. I mean, the costume, the hair, <laughs> the, the furniture, all of this. The aesthetic was, you know, so elaborate. And uh, France is, it's like that. You know, I mean, it's fancy. It's fancy, but it's also, <laughs> it's so, it's so much caring about beauty, and mm. it becomes so ingrained that it's. It's effortless. You know, beauty, when it's effortless, it's so beautiful. Yeah. When it's... When it's, it's what when everyone you, chases. When it's you try goal. it too hard, it's, it's plastic. It's, yeah. uh, it's overdone. It's, it's not the same. So to me, it's, uh, it's so important. It's almost like, a, you know, when you compare matte to uh, a pattern letters, you know what I mean? Mm. When it's glossy. So to me, it's important to have a beauty that is flawless effortless, mm-hmm. and also a beauty that enhances your beauty, not transform your beauty. Yeah. So to me, that's that. For instance, I, I don't believe that you should have, you know, your eyebrow so well designed, you know, like, like perfect, a, like, yeah, like it's a, very I mean, intense a, at the moment. A, a, a sculpture, <laughs> you know, like a pencil. I mean, it's it's too fake to me. You yeah. know? I mean, I want to see a little bit of, of the, the, the movement of the hair. At Goop, our readers are always anything French girl, you know, in French girl hair. Would you say there is a, a French girl hair? Like yes, the French hair, uh, the French girl hair is basically the the a style that is beautiful, but it's undone. 
Mm-hmm. It's not. It's what you have today. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, it's it's lived through. It has a great style. It has a great movement, but it's not groomed. So that's what the French are. It's a Jen Birkin look. Mm. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. it's a... Yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. It, it, that type of a, a style, you know. And it, it is important to say that uh, it's also because beauty is beyond just product. Mm-hmm. It's also a lifestyle. So it's how you sleep, how you eat, how you, you know, drink, all of this. And that helps you with your, with your beauty. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the French have a great rhythm. They have great rituals. They have mm-hmm. a great routine. It's, it's part of it. You know, I'm a bicultural myself. You, know, you go being, back and forth, exactly. right? Exactly. So, and my children, I see, you know, when they are in France, they behave so differently than when they're here. Really? Yes, because here everybody talks about snack. You know, there's no <laughs> snack in France. Really? There's no there, snack. It's not just thing you eat at the time of lunch and dinner, and that's it. <laughs> and we are so not French. <laughs> like, terrible. You know, oh, if you look at it, all the snacks are American. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. True. It, you know, potato chips, all of this, that is based here. Yeah. There's no snack you in know, France. That's the French girl's secret. <laughs> you know? How does how does what you love for hair, how does that evolve over time? You know, I, first of all, I think it's important that uh, by loving hair, it's it's in a natural evolution. So you have to to adapt. And today, to be relevant, it's it, and we just talked a minute ago about it. I could see that there's a big change coming on. Oh, yeah. People are accepting more the wild, the natural. Mm-hmm. You know, for the African American, they don't relax the hair anymore. They leave the really curly, frizzy yep. hair, but it's great. It's part of life. It's beautiful. It's acceptance, and that is part of the self confidence. And uh, and everybody now is trying to have hair that is, you know a little bit more bohemian chic. Mm-hmm. And that, yes, that yes. is, to me, important. So, and it's the same thing on on product. So now people are very careful on what product to use, whether it's on themselves or at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I see uh, myself, uh, you know, a few years ago, we decided to ban, you know, toxic product in a household. Yeah. So for dishwasher, for cleaning the... The furniture, the, mur- the floor, whatever. It's and 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 we ban plastic, you know, and, and we have all these bottles, you know, at home that uh, we we feel we have a filtered water, and and it changed the way you behave. It's amazing. It's great. So then, when I saw that in France, in Germany, and and even now in the U.S., that people were really eager to do something about themselves and the environment together. That's how I got very excited to and jump into developed, you know, a hair mm-hmm. care line and a beauty line that care for uh, our health, yeah. but as well for the planet. So it's, it's so, and it, and it goes on hand in hand, you know. We couldn't do that a few years ago because oh. it was Didn't not available. There right. was I no mean, formula. The technology. There, no technology. No, no recycled plastic. Hmm. So now we do. Now you have. Well, I'm amazed. Like your clean shampoo, conditioner. It's so hard to do. I know because I've you know been in the clean space for a while, and 
the hair care space is is just very difficult to formulate in and to make something. And I would, you know, you're you're used to the most effective formulas in the world. How was that process of developing them? Because they are amazing. I mean, I like, yeah, I use them. I use them every day. It's in my shower. Then <laughs> they, you know, it's such a difference. I mean, I I for a long time. I'd be like, well, today I really have to look good. I'm going to use my conventional old shampoo that I whatever, and I don't have that anymore. You know, I so thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's it's really like an appreciable difference. How incredible those products make your hair look. And I don't even I don't style my hair, so I can really tell the difference between a shampoo yeah. and a conditioner <laughs> because that's all there is. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you do it? Yeah, it's very important. You know. So when I bought the company a year ago, my first mission was this, to make sure that we were going to develop formula that would be free of nasties. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? So we want to make sure, first of all, that we had product with no paraben, no sulfate, no, no uh, phthalate, and no silicone. We knew we could do that, but we didn't know if we could get performance with right. that. Yeah. With that. That yeah. was the problem. That's the, there's so many natural brands out there, healthcare brands who, who don't they, have bad don't, things in them. But the, yeah, it, if you really have to look fantastic, yeah. yeah. And we knew we knew from focus group, from research, that a consumer would not care if a product is sustainable mm-hmm. and clean if it doesn't perform. So I said, no, we gotta do number one. You know, first of all. I'm a hairdresser. It needs to be performant. I cannot go yeah. and offer something <laughs> that doesn't do. For so, so we did uh, made a lot of research, and we find a substitute for silicone, which is very difficult oh. for oh. hair. Yeah. And by doing so, we could develop today, which we couldn't a while ago, develop for formula for color-treated hair, mm-hmm. for bringing shine, for repairing hair, and giving for him. So we have this whole range of products that we used to have, but now they are clean. So clean. we Amazing. are proud today to say that, you know, we are going to be maybe the leader, the pioneer of salon grade formula yeah. that are clean and sustainable. So it's a Amazing achievement from our team, and we are very, very excited and proud of this. And so I hope we, you know, yeah, gonna go amazing. with a drummer now and yeah. just uh, <laughs> uh, making sure that everybody uh, uh, is aware of it. Yeah, because it's one of those things that once you try it, you you don't have to ask any more questions. Yeah. Like, well, and we actually uh, articulate on the packaging that the the plastic is, uh, you know, bottles are made out of ninety five percent of post consumer recycled plastic. Oh, and, wow. and it's 100% recyclable. Kind of backtracking a little, you bought your company back. What was that like? That's just, <laughs> it must feel so good, I would think. You know, first of all, you know, it was uh, strange to have uh, uh, my product out there with my name and not being what I wanted to be. So mm-hmm. it was amazing uh, with the help of family and friends and a great fund mm-hmm. to acquired the brand back and since then you know it's been amazing just a great journey to hire amazing talent what does it mean people that are innovative people that are caring for the same same topics that i have which is you know sustainability clean formula Mm -hmm. and and innovation so it's been a great journey to uh, with team to 
come back and develop this whole new line of AKI that we are launching in January at Target. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That is amazing. amazing. Yeah. We try to, with our salons and our product, to inspire people, to, to help them, to guide them to, to do their job, you know? Yeah. Because the salon, of course, we can do your hair and you do great. It's, but we want to make sure that uh, you can reproduce it at home and uh, yeah. that uh, you can feel great about yourself. Okay, and on that note, you're this hair legend, so you have to tell us some tips about <laughs> how we can look incredible at, without at you. Home, yeah. <laughs> so, so first and foremost is to make sure that, uh, first of all, you find a style that is right for you. So that is with the help of your stylist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, better today than ever is that we have the tools. You can go with your phone and show on Pinterest or Instagram some ideas. Mm -hmm. So if your stylist and colorists are good enough, they will listen to you <laughs> and they will look at you and give you some options. And, and by doing so, all of a sudden now you can really have a style that will work for you and that you can reproduce at home. But the number one, the number one key to be beautiful is <laughs> self-confidence. <laughs> yeah, it is, huh? Well, I, I have to say, I remember you once cut my ex-husband's hair no and way. he, yes, and, and he was not a person with a lot of hair. <laughs> Yet somehow, like, how do you make someone who has hardly any hair look like they have more hair? I don't know how you did it. Yeah, I've always wanted to ask you. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's very important that, again, it's to, to the hair is a complement to our face. Mm -hmm. It's a compliment to the shape of our face. So if somebody is balding a little bit on the top, it's so important to, to minimize where there is so much more hair, uh -huh. make it shorter, so oh. that when it's on the balding part, it looks fuller. Ah. And so it's, it's, it's like all of this. And then also you have to look at the cheekbones, the, the, you know, uh -huh. to make sure that the layers and the, the shape in, uh, of the hair is uh, accommodating, enhancing uh, uh, the bone structure. But how, okay, so how the how the bone structure is a real thing? Because yeah. I'm sort of like, oh, if you're confident, you can rock anything. But you really do look at bone structure to see what absolutely. works. Absolutely. For instance, a bangs doesn't go to a, to everybody. If you have a round mm. face and you put a bangs on it, you make your face you make your face even rounder. So, oh. so, so 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 you know what I mean. If you, and and that's very important. And uh, and if you have you know. Uh, if let's say you know a bangs is straight or hair like that, that makes a square or round. Okay, if you all of a sudden angle it to the side, now you're making a diamond shape because of your chin here. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's an it's a diamond shape, you know. So all of a sudden now you're changing the way your face is. So it's so important that the stylist knows mm -hmm. and acknowledges. Those details and and help and help your customer to to get a style that really is uh, effortless. Yeah, I always tell people be, just because I'm not a hairstylist to find someone with their like a famous person who's beautiful who they love that has their hair texture, uh, so that they'll sort of fall in love with their hair texture instead of trying to completely change. I mean, I know that probably isn't always true, but do you think it's better to go with with your natural texture or 
You think it doesn't, it depends on your mood. It's very interesting. Years ago, everybody fought their texture. This is why the flat iron was a big, yeah, yeah. big moment, the curling iron and all this thing. Today, because of this incredible technology, the products are helping redefine, retexturize the hair. Mm. So, so now people, again, are allowing the hair to be more natural, more free, because they know they can manage the texture, the shape, the wave, the, you know, yeah. the, the fluffiness, all of this. So if you control that and your hair, all of a sudden your hair concern becomes a great asset. Oh, so products help you be that effortless thing. Absolutely. They can really Absolutely. Help. And that's, that's the idea. Today is to make sure that uh, the product helps you at home to style your hair without having to spend hours. What's the biggest mistake you think people make with color? The problem is uh, in beauty engineers when people overdo it. So mm. color, it should be... You know, a natural color, if you look at natural color, it, there is translucent. It's translucent. It's mm -hmm. a, there's contrast. It's never one color. It's not a solid color, you know. Yeah. It has a little bit of a, a nuance. So color needs to be addressed like that. And unfortunately, a lot of people, when they do one process, what we call it, it's two, one color. One there's color. no dimension. Mm -hmm. So we need to, to introduce a little bit of a, of, of, of nuance and, and, and different contrasts. Yeah, like even a root is nice sometimes when someone goes peroxide blonde. Yeah. Like the root just sort of like makes it look more exactly. movable. And exactly, exactly. And what about cut? Is there, you know, everyone, until they've found their perfect stylist who understands their hair, like is there tips for when you go in to see Someone knew how you can explain what you yeah, what you want. It's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. So this is why it's important that uh, you do your homework before going to a stylist. You have to make sure that it's it's he or her understand not only beauty but style. They are they they, they need to have some knowledge. You know what I mean? And then obviously. If they listen and be with your help, because you're arriving with already some ideas, yeah. you know, uh, I think this this is a great combination. How do you tell if you're in a style rut with your hair, or you have this incredible signature look that you should hang on to? <laughs> I think it's important first of all to have a signature look, and to have a style that allowing you to be versatile. So. If you have a signature look because it's it's who you are, you know, and we know there's some uh, lots of people <laughs> people who have that. It's great as long as you know that you can wear it a different way with a ponytail, with a hair, uh, with a twist, or, or or with your hair, you know, more wild. I mean, mm -hmm. all of this. So it's it's so important that uh, you have a style. That you feel like it's it's uh, like your favorite pair of jeans, and then you know it's you wear it all the time. Yeah, so good. What about curls? What are some tips for defining curls, but not too defined? So it's very important. Curls it's usually the most important concern. That's why people don't like their hair curly. It's because they don't know how to do it. So if you have the right shampoo for curls, it's important that the shampoo is moisturizing. Right. Okay, uh, the right shampoo. Again, we talked about the conditioner to make sure that you have the conditioner on the on the ends and you come it through. And that's for everyone. Everyone. And then 
when you style your hair, and that's a, the problem, don't friction with the, 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 the towel. That's what the problem mm. is. As soon as you do that, you are making your hair frizzy. So it's important to to use the towel as a... Like a blot. A blot, exactly, mm. like this slowly. And then then you put a product, mm-hmm. uh, that a, a cream or... that is a controlling the texture. Reform, redefine the, your hair without the... Because there's no silicone, because there's no sulfate, because you know, it doesn't weigh the hair down anymore. Hmm. So all of a sudden, uh, throughout the day, you have your hair in incredible texture, in a great shape, but it doesn't weigh down anymore. It's, yeah. a, it's not, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's, and that's what makes the hair today looking fresh and, uh, and glamorous and, and fun. What about hair oil? Are you a fan of hair oil? I love hair oil, as long as the oil is not too heavy, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, there's also dry oil for hair, which is great. Wait, dry oil for Dry hair. oil, because that's in grace. It's great, and it's, wow. it's, it's amazing. So, yes, so all of this, the technology today helps us to make incredible product and product that only do great treatment, but also great styling. What about blowouts? It's very important that, uh, first of all, you dry your hair upside down because you have to dry the roots first. That's a mistake everybody makes. Okay. They dry their hair first. first. And the, the, the most important is to dry the roots. Because if the roots are not dry, mm-hmm. your hair gets sticky and flat and, mm. and it loses the, the whole bouncing <laughs> fluffiness that you want on your hair. So dry the roots first and then very gently address the strand of the hair. And this is the number one priority is to make sure that the blow dryer is always blowing downward, never against the hair, never up, always downward. Because so it's the opposite of taking a picture. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It should be going down. Downward because that closes the shaft of the hair, and keeps the hair smooth, as opposed to opening the shaft and make it fuzzy. And even when you're when you're blow drying curly hair, you know, just like especially when you, do you still want to go down, yeah, yeah. even though it's yeah. curls or yeah, yeah, huh? Especially, and when you want to keep the curl, you just scrunch it and dry it through the hair, through the hand, sorry, so that the hair doesn't become... And you're scrunching it with your hand, so you're yeah. not doing anything with a brush. No, yeah. no. Yeah. And what about, what about volume? I think that's the other big Ooh, thing yeah. that people always want is volume. Like, what's the best way to get volume? Do people still, you know, back home, or is it you don't need to do that anymore because the products are so good? Or <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just said it. First of all, the, the fashion... Mm-hmm. The style has changed, so big hair is no longer a, 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 a good thing. But you still want some volume because if you don't have any volume, your hair looks, you know, yeah, yeah. not like stuck to your head. <laughs> so, so to do the volume, it's a, again you have to do the shampoo this time that it has less conditioning, so it's more like a full volume shampoo. Make sure you don't put conditioner or you put just tiny bit of conditioner. Mm-hmm. And again, you dry your hair upside down to, to get the volume. And by by then, after that, you, either you use a brush, but you don't use the brush to, to pull the hair too much. You mm-hmm. just you just do, do the tips. So you don't... By so doing, you let the roots sort of stay. Exactly. Exactly. You only do the tips. So, so then you keep the volume, and then your hair is still smooth because you're doing the tips. Okay. Does short hair need conditioner? No. Really? 
Yeah, yeah I've always like wanted. how short though. Like what's uh, the cutoff? Uh, it depends. You know, as soon as the hair is about, uh, I would say five inches. Yes, you need to conditioner. But otherwise, no. That shocks me for some reason. I always like it was wondering about it. Huh. <laughs> you just pulled that. No, out. It, 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 it of course depends on the texture of the hair. If your yeah. hair is extremely dry, you just need a dab of conditioner, comb it through, and rinse it very well. Okay. I mean, I would need conditioner now. Yes. Today, I mean, conditioner, it's no longer a threat like it used to be. You know, mm. in the past, you were afraid of conditioner because it was greasing your yeah. hair. But today, it doesn't. Yeah, true. Because there's no silicone. So mm-hmm. it's it's great. I mean, you know, it's a, it, it, it doesn't have all this, uh, you in know. In yours. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely no, still no, shampoo yeah. still and conditioner. You're, you're, you sound like a very healthy person and you're pretty vegan. You're vegan. Do you, have you seen people's diets change the way their hair looks? Do you yeah. think there are things you can eat to I, make your hair better? Absolutely. But I, I think in general, uh, just the way you eat, the way you drink affects your beauty. It affects everything. You know, a funny test was I was at a, a spa, uh, a health spa, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody showed me something very interesting. When I entered the spa, it was a, a five days spa. Oh, sounds treatment. good. Yeah. So, so he placed a mirror in front of my eyes, and I looked at my eyes, and he showed me the white of my eyes were a little bit red, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well. and then a week later, the same thing. I look at my eyes, and my white were porcelain. Mm. So it shows you how you know you, your the body toxin responds. Goes, That's so cool. it affects your skin. Yeah. It affects your hair. It affects. It's it's so important to 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 make sure you you have the right you know uh, regimen, the right diet, because that affects your body in general. You know, food is a great asset, and it could be a poison. Right. So you have to make sure you know which way you want to go. I like that. This is going back to the beginning, but I, you know, talked about being French and how that af- affected your aesthetic. But you're from Provence, and you live a good portion of the time now in Provence. How is what you get from Provence different from just, you know, Paris, French, because it's it's the country. It's different. It's yes. Well, it, it's a lifestyle, you know, and that's what struck me when I was there. That's how you know I got to buy Bastide because I realized that people were just so passionate about the time that they had, you know, mm. the the fact that they knew how you know how to pose for coffee. They go to the market. They, they don't, you know, they go and touch the, the vegetables, the fruit, they, they, they speak to the grocer, they speak to the, you know, their cheese stores. I mean, they really, uh, they, they, they want to know, you know, and, and yeah. this is why they have so much choices in France, you know, so yeah. much variety of things. And they, they are careful also on, on what they do. I mean, I, years ago, five years ago, I was astonished when I arrived in a store and they, they had no plastic bag. Mm. Yeah. And you know, everything was, you know, you could see they were very caring about the environment, you know, and they introduced all these incredible chains of so called store called Bio Sebon, which means organic is great. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. name of the store, literally. And you know, you go there, they have everything vegan, everything, you know, organic. vegetarian wow. and organic. And it's so amazing. So, it, and then, you know, I, I realized that the people were beautiful for one reason. is because they 
careful with what they eat, what they drink, the way they live, the way, you know, sleep, and I joke around. It's always about when you take time for yourself that you feel beautiful. It's and, you know, over there, if you look at it, uh, in the city, the park meters are closed from 12 to 2. So you don't <laughs> have to pay. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a cultural it's, thing. You know, yeah. you take the time for lunch. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that artisanal approach, so, you know, it's to life. You have an artisanal approach to hair for sure. And it, yeah. It's really inspiring. Thank you. I'm just so and I want to keep that. Do you, do you just walk around thinking everything's beautiful? You know, I, I, I have a, I would say, it's interesting the way you said. I, I would say that everywhere I go, I always look at, you know, the beauty. And if it's not beautiful, I say, my God, let's see how we can change Fix this. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just so lovely. So he, the thing he said about about being French and and how that means you sort of have it in your blood to care about beauty. I mm-hmm. just love that. Like I was just swooning when he was talking about being French and going to the farmers market. Yeah, oh. he he. I mean, a his version of France. I mean, he grew up in I think Avignon. You know, like <laughs> south of France. It's not I, everyone's France. Not everyone. I mean, there's a. Go on his Instagram and like he lives, I, I think he lives about half the year there. Like there's a video of him cutting, you know, he's a hair cutter. He's cutting um, lavender oh. and it's just, it's su- such a good <laughs> video. You're like, I want that. I want to be there doing that right now. Yeah. But yeah, that that just always seeing beauty in things is um, something that I feel Weirdly, we've lost, even though we're such a visual culture. There, I know. There, there's something, it's about a picture rather than something really mysterious. And, and a mood. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no. I, yeah. And, and I just think you'd be happier if you have that mentality, if you, you know, wake up and look at things like that. Yeah. A person who can be, I mean, I think you're like that. I'm like that a little, you know, a fashion really affects you or some beautiful yeah. interior or, you Well, I know. feel like we get excited about like nothing. Yes. Know? Well, it is fun. And it to makes be, you happy. It does make you happy. <laughs> and, it, you know, people are always like, how can we be happy? And, and that is a side of happiness that you know, if you're in the fashion industry, you kind of take it for granted because mm-hmm. everybody is delighted by visual things and not everyone in the world is. Yeah. But, you know, you know, the way some skirt is or the way, way they did someone's hair. Yeah. I mean, he really can make somebody look so different with such subtle changes. Yeah. I mean, that's something you notice almost when you're watching any... Any, any master. Yeah, at yeah. work. Yeah, like you just... There is a reason why he is him and, like, wear us. Like, he, <laughs> Very he can true. do something that people can't. Yeah, it's it's really true. And kind of look at the whole picture and be like, what's what's your best vibe? And kind of tune into that. Yeah. Yeah, like that thing he said about looking at not just the hair, but the body language mm-hmm. and the outfit. And it's just this whole package. Yeah. Holistic, if you will. The whole package, the whole French girl package. That's yeah. what we want. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> And he also had such good tips. He did. He's so devoted to lifestyle. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he really, I mean, he's vegan. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, was French and vegan. French and I'm vegan. I'm like, what about the cheese that your people make? Well, I went, have you been to La Durée since they had their... Oh, the vegan. The vegan no. menu. It's crazy. They Is it have actually like, insane? It's insane. They have like 
every French classic thing that you think. I mean, there's I think there's fondue. What? There were definitely like Napoleons. There were I vegan mean, Napoleons. There was a there was a vegan cheese and meat plate. You know how like yeah. you know there's a cheese and a meat yeah. plate in every French <laughs> restaurant, and there was there was that, and it was delicious. I think it's it's Matthew Kinney, and it was like Whoa. It, it really. You know, if you go on Goop and look at some of our, especially our detox stuff, you know, where we take something like mac and cheese mm -hmm. and, and goopify it, it yeah. they've they, they'd done that with French food and it was pretty amazing. Wow. Is it as good as that Dr. Cow place oh in uh, Brooklyn? Yes. That Dr. Cow is really good. Because they have some good cashew cheese. Yeah. The cashew cheese is good. But the golden milk, oh, oh so my God. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need some golden milk in my life. I bet that can be arranged. Yeah, that's true. At ABCB at tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But he had such good tips. Like the the one that always kills me, but that I'm trying to incorporate is the cold water. Yeah. Like it sounds like that really makes a difference. And yeah. cold is just like so well, great for you, as, as you we're know, finding out. Because you did the Wim Hof. I did the Wim Hof. And which for people that don't know is is so he's this this man, and he uses cold therapy to, to as a healing, as yeah, a therapy, like for, yeah, basically. therapy for like for mood, for yeah, for, for everything, every health thing, and it's it's pretty amazing, and it's tough because cold is is just we're it's, not used to it. You and I really don't like cold. Oh my god, I hate the cold, <laughs> but but it's sort of that thing about like learning to love your enemy. Like mm. there is something in it. Like when you take a cold shower, there's something. That zinging happens. about it, yeah. And have have you done the shower thing? Like, do you? I do. I've done the shower thing. It's easier in summertime. It's a two <laughs> minute cold shower every day. He says will change your life. But and do, could you do it at the end so that your hair was you can super do it shiny? Anytime. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. And maybe now the end is better than the beginning. Yeah, because I had always thought of it as the beginning. I did it. I after you did it, you did an actual workshop with him. Yeah. I'm like I'm dying. You, you got to do one. I want to do. There's one in Poland, I think. Oh my like, god. Coming up. <laughs> I so wanted it. We did, we like watched the videos online uh -huh. and tried the breathing. You do this special breathing and that enables you supposedly to yep. to go in cold water. And we did go and sit in 50 degree water for half an hour. Half an hour? We meditated. We did TM. Wow. It was so goop. That's yeah, that's just like beyond goop. <laughs> and it worked. It didn't I, I'm the most cold yeah, you are. person and I didn't half hate an it. hour. That half is a hour. long time. And we weren't like, oh my God, I've got to get out of yeah. half hour. You just sort of like it yeah, felt we're like, like nothing. all right, we've done our meditation, we better stop. <sighs> so yeah, I do wanna I do wanna do the Wim Hof. Yeah. And and I guess you'd have shiny hair in the bargain as well as yeah, you know, you a longer would. life and the <laughs> happiness and everything else. Let's start with the the two minutes and the shiny hair first, I guess. That's I think that's a good it's a good New Year's resolution. More cold water. Oh. <laughs> so on the site, I do a column called Megan tries it, and you do one called Ask Jean, and we get a whole bunch of beauty questions, and we're gonna answer them all here right now. <laughs> yes. So should we get into today's Ask Me Anything's? Or maybe ask us anything? Yes. And if anyone's listening and has a question they want us to answer here, just send it over to Goop on Instagram or Facebook. It could be about self-tanner, crow's feet, dry shampoo, parabens, our favorite bath soak, non-toxic lube. Or anything else. Now to today's question. This one is from Francis K. What's the best order to apply skincare products? Does face oil or sunscreen go last? Okay, this is super controversial. People, yeah. feel, they feel very strongly like polarizing. Many dermatologists say sunscreen should go first. 
And that's true if you are mistakenly and hopefully soon to change your ways using chemical sunscreen because chemical sunscreen needs to actually sink into your skin, all those chemicals that irritate your skin, sink into your skin in order to work. And so if you're putting chemical sunscreen on top of moisturizers and stuff, you're making it much less effective. But at Goop, we definitely don't use chemical sunscreen. We use mineral sunscreen and that works in sort of the opposite way. It sits on top of your skin. It's like a coating almost, you know, it's not like a shirt, but it's it's right. like it's like a, a shield over your skin. It's almost like making shade under it. <laughs> so for me, when you know, a dermatologist will usually say put put your sunscreen on first. I think also they're 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 so trying to get you to use sunscreen and to remember mm-hmm. to use it that they're like, put it on first. Yeah. So I totally break with dermatologists and I like my order in the morning is I put on, I mix some vitamin C powder with some water from True Botanicals, not the water, the vitamin C powder. I wait a few minutes. I always feel like it's good to wait a few minutes, whatever you're going to put on your skin, just give it a second to like get into your skin before you mix on something else. Yeah. So I wait for the vitamin C to kind of sink in. Then I like to put face oil. So I'll put on a face oil. I am always switching up my face oil. Right now I'm using May Lindstrom, which oh, is heaven. Yeah, that one's um, good. I'm getting ready to use the Demamiel Winter. Oh, my God. Super excited. And then I'll wait for a few minutes with that, and then I'll put on my SPF. So last, exactly opposite of what many dermatologists might say. Yeah, same here, last. Yeah, you do? Yeah. What do you, what is your order in the morning? So I, I actually exfoliate in the morning. So I do that, and uh-huh. then I put on a vitamin C serum, or just mm-hmm. like a water-based serum. Uh huh. Right now, I'm using a Tata serum. Ta- which one? Right now, I'm using a Tata serum. I'm using that Elixir Vitae. Oh my God, you're using it? It's do you so, like it? Yeah, it's like it's it's really rich for a serum, which is great for for colder weather. Yeah, it's so pretty. Like it's oh. like really hydrating. So nice. And then because it's colder, I do May Lindstrom. Like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of blue cocoon. Oh, like blue seriously, cocoon a tiny is, bit. Yeah, it's you need so, so little, but it is. It's, it's like amazing. just the calming, soothing the smell. It's just it's, like yeah, gleamy. It, yeah, it makes you it makes you feel good. Yeah, it really and does. look good. Also, yeah, I do that. A tiny, tiny dot of that on top, and then I do Vivasana. The and Vivasana I and I do sunscreen. wait. I like go like choose my shirt I'm going to wear, and then I put on the sunscreen after. That's my thing. Yeah, I'd like sort of do outfit and uh, skincare order together. Yeah. <laughs> it works. So that's the... And and then I feel like we, maybe the caveat is that I feel like during the day, we both sort of like press face oil on at oh, certain good times. Point. But that's like after yeah hours to refresh. Yeah, to re- I definitely like four o'clock when you're feeling like, bleh, you know, instead of like eating something or putting on a bunch of makeup, you can just take a little face oil, smooth it between your palms and pat it onto your face. I tell myself that that's not really disturbing the sunscreen because you're patting it rather than rubbing it. So it's just going and sinking past it. But I also usually do it around four o'clock. So yeah. it's sort of after the main sunning hours. <laughs> yeah. Four o'clock is like face oil time. It really is. Oh, I could use some right now. Thanks again for joining us on The Beauty Closet. You can learn more about our new podcast series at goop.com slash beauty closet podcast. We hope you'll come back next Wednesday for our next chat. And in the meantime, just tap subscribe to keep up with new episodes. If you're liking what you're hearing, please rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend. Talk soon.